0: My withdrawer isn't trying to plan a date that's going to get us in a fight. Right. My withdrawer isn't trying to plan a date that's going to make me accuse him of not caring about me. He really is trying to also have the same goal I do, that we can have a great connection, yeah. that we can laugh, that we can enjoy each other. This, this is the Connecting the Couples Podcast with the, the real Hoffs. Hi, I'm Chad Emhoff. And I'm Angela Emhoff, and we're diving into our third episode of this series about dating your spouse. We've talked about just what happens in relationship early on, that we have curiosity, flexibility, that we're able to assume positive intent, and then there's this fade that happens. The last episode, we talked about pursuers and... How early on they hide all that energy, and then it starts coming out, it gets kind of scary. And now we want to kind of dive into a little bit of that withdrawer world, what it looks like early on in dating, how withdrawers sometimes can force themselves to pursue, to pursue the person they want to be with, even if the person they're pursuing is a pursuer, Um, and then kind of what happens? How does that shift over time?
1: No, and, and I think it's an interesting thing because withdrawers naturally kind of have this idea that I want to present my best self, mm. much like a pursuer, honestly. But they want to come forward. They want to look good. They want to be right. They want to have the right answer. And mm. I've got to tell you, I think, I think that's attractive to people. Yeah. You know, in the workplace or in relationship or wherever that is, they really come forward and say, this is going to be right. I've got to get this right. They're putting a lot of effort into looking and being right on the front end.
0: It was a little counterintuitive in our relationship because what Chad is saying is right. You know, that the message a withdrawer says is, why would I bring weakness forward, right? Why would I show you my flaws? Those are the things you might reject me for. Instead, I'm going to get it right for you. I'm going to give you the right answers. But because both of us have been divorced and kind of came to the table with some brokenness, because of my time in therapy and in recovery, early on, I was like, tell me all your flaws and what part of your divorce <laughs> was your fault. And, and it was kind of off putting for him because that's not how you normally date. Normally, especially in like social media world, you only present your best stuff later on. With the
1: best filter <laughs> <Yeah>. or whatever. <laughs> I don't even Low know about lighting, that. Low yeah. lighting, you know, that kind of stuff.
0: Um, you, you really only present the best stuff. And, and over time, there is this progression of starting to get to know some of the flaws or some of the weaknesses. So it was, ours was a little little bit different in that I was like tell me everything that's wrong first we'll get past that and then we'll bond so for ours it was different but for the most part what Chad is saying is spot on that when you date withdrawers and pursuers do too I mean I said in the last episode I was holding back that anxiousness because I thought it was too much and that withdrawer message is often i don't want her or him to think i'm not enough so i'm going to bring all my yeah best, best qualities energy, to best the table. quality
1: i'm going to and really for a withdrawer that looks like stability it looks like confidence it looks like kind of this sure quiet face in yeah. some ways And so, or or humor. I mean, a lot of withdrawers withdraw with humor or laughter or kind of move away from tough topics. And so they can disarm some things. I remember when we were dating, you know, I went to Thanksgiving with your family up in uh, Missouri, and, and you're like, he can handle my family. Oh, it was incredible. And I was like, um, that, that is a withdrawer doing a good withdrawer dance with a bunch of pursuers. Uh, so I knew how to kind of make it laugh and kind of (laughs) go along and I didn't need to argue with my family tends to
0: be confrontational and he didn't engage any of the confronting. He just validated my, you know, (laughs) I've told you before, my assertive family, my pufferfish family, and they all just loved him not only that in our relationship I can take myself too seriously very not shocking <laughs> <laughs> and something that I was missing in my life that I talk about when I share my testimony and just about us dating was that he brought laughter back into my life that there would be times when I was trying to be too serious or even with him we need to talk about some serious things and he would like She's make very a serious joke. Sometimes. and it was exactly the antidote that I needed. I needed to stop pursuing a resolution that was going to be impossible. And he knew it. And so he would just avoid it in a healthy way. And then we would have fun, get back into the present, enjoy each other. And so just like we were talking about in the last episode about my pursuerness being something he was attracted to, if I'm honest, early on, the stuff that he did that I now look at and go? Oh, that was a that was a void. You were was a very <laughs> withdrawer.
1: <or> move. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Those were the very things that actually calmed me, calmed that chaos, calmed that anxiousness. I loved his stoicism. I loved his ability to maintain composure in the face of chaos or conflict. Those are the very things that. I was like, I I don't want to not be with this guy. As a matter of fact, I'd like to be with this guy more. I hope he asks me to marry him. <laughs>
1: Lucky. <laughs> Lucky me or you, I both, don't know. Both, Yeah, well, I was going to say, and, and it is cool because the withdrawer kind of can present that side. And it's a good side of them. And they can do it in not only in the dating relationship but in the marriage relationship. Yeah. But, but it does kind of get a little bit tricky
0: at times because – Are you really getting the full picture of who I am and how I'm doing? When we were talking about this particular episode and we were laying out the notes that we kind of go over, Chad and I kind of talk about these for quite a long time before we hit record and actually get them done. We were talking about the shift for withdrawers and how they can kind of almost keep working, I want to say. That's maybe an, I hope, wording that you'll change or adjust because there is some sort of, I want to say prize or thing that you get. So kind of speak to that a little yeah. bit, Chad.
1: Well, I, I think as a withdrawer, so man, I, I want to use our dating experience. I had a uh, 1990, um, Nissan Sentra. It's a oh, real nice talking car, about pinky? a real nice car, you guys. <laughs> Uh, That used to be pink. We sprayed it white. He bought it. Okay, time out. For 100 bucks. 100 bucks from a farmer. It was in a field broken
0: down. And him and his father painted it with like white spray paint cans.
1: Well, no, we had a a Wagner power sprayer. (laughs) (laughs) It was for a house. It's so ridiculous.
0: It was fantastic. But I drove
1: it for like 100,000 miles after. Pinky. We called
0: it pinky. Because it
1: used to be pink. Anyway, and I drove it pink for a little while, but we couldn't leave it like that. So we we sprayed this car down with white paint. But that's the car I would pick you up in sometimes. I also had a, another car, but that's the one I would drive most of the time. and so i would I would come get you and know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm picking her up in this you know Nissan Sentra from ninety and it worked and everything was fine about it but but we'd go out and we and I'm like, I have to somehow like be okay and stable for this girl. I have the to show up. air conditioner up. Yeah.
0: on the passenger side dripped water on my feet the passenger
1: <laughs> side. <laughs> the condenser. So I
0: would like have to like oh. hold my feet back in the car.
1: But but it, it was it was like I'm showing up and I'm like this girl's got to accept me if I'm showing up in this <laughs> 1990 Nissan Sentra. Oh. But there was still this tendency to say well, I wasn't
0: in it for the money.
1: I didn't fall in love with your money. That's true. Uh but this girl had to like accept me for who I was. So it was pretty important to me. And, and so the more time that we spent dating, the more time that we kind of spent kind of in these places. I mean, I, I didn't drive that car for very long after we started dating actually. Oh, maybe I did too. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But, but we, the more time that I had her kind of accepting of me, it felt like I kind of was gaining the prize. I was getting something every time she would go out with me in my cheap car or she would, Um, maybe it's the first kiss or it's the, you know, those moments when she's like, yeah, let's do something out of town together. It really felt like, okay, wow, this is, this girl's going along with me. We're getting along. And it felt like there were rewards in some way. Like I was getting messages that I'm getting it right over and over.
0: I want to speak to that for a second, because I know a few couples that I work with now that I'm thinking about you saying that where their relationship mirrored that a little bit in that that early on, the withdrawer kind of had this attitude that was like, you're going to like me for who I am, or this isn't going to work. I said that to
1: you. Right. I'm like, you got to like, like me just like me. Just for yeah. me, like,
0: I was like, this won't be my fault if it goes wrong. <laughs> like, Your statement was, which I think sometimes withdrawers can kind of align with or, or feel like they You can, have
1: to accept me just like this. Yeah.
0: But as our relationship got more secure, there was this kind of shift of well, now that I know you accept me, I'm willing to try, because we dated yeah. for a little while and he would pick me up in the in the old beat down car. Well, then you borrowed your stepdad's Jetta and that was a nicer car. And then we talked about you buying a new car. I mean, that was further along in our relationship, but there were just these kind of small shifts that not only he was. Maybe going, okay, now that she accepts me, I can kind of let her see even a better side of me. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I was could try a little bit more. But also, something. the message yeah. that sent me was, oh, he's making an effort for me. Like, now that's, that really worked, right? It spoke yeah. to this worth that I didn't feel like I yeah. had, that he was kind of doing some things to impress me, which felt really good. I mean, I think about. The dating practices of humans. It's
1: so weird.
0: Avery, uh, our daughter, loves this show about animals. Um, these brothers that like teach them about animals. And the other day, I she was watching this one about these two birds that have these weird mating things where they blow up their feathers, kind of Huff it each, all out yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but after they they couple and and like I guess you know get married in bird world and have <laughs> eggs in a family, yeah. they continue to kind of. Do this, yeah. They continue to kind of flirt with or impress each other to almost maintain the relationship. And I think that reminds me so much of what we're talking about here is that something about the human relationship. If I'm gonna kind of come back to that, is I can puff my feathers. (laughs) (laughs) Is that we we kind of stop doing that? Yeah. We kind of now that we have the the prize, like Chad is saying, after we get married. He's got the prize, right? He's got the... It's easy to stop. Yeah. Yeah. There's this old phrase my mother used to say. It was a purity culture phrase, but she would say, why buy the cow when you can drink the milk for free? Now, listen, I don't know if that's an appropriate phrase or not, but there was this like... I'm going to purchase this cow because I want to own the milk. Yeah. I think I might cut this later. At any rate. <laughs> no, I... there,
1: there's a Hank Williams Jr. Song about it that says. <laughs> okay. Told me a story about free milk in a cow. Like you get to <laughs> milk the cow for free. It's like, no, huggy, you no know, kissy till I get a wedding vow. That's how the song goes. Anyway.
0: Okay, there you go. But. This idea that there is this prize that happens once you're committed But then after we're married, we have to go, okay, what's the prize now? Is there a prize left? Now is it, well, I'm just hoping to get sex a few times a week for my partner, or is it I'm looking for a fun weekend because i got to work all week? We lose sight of... The things that we're kind of working for, the, the
1: desire for each other, and or the something. joys yeah. that we yeah, 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 have yeah.
0: with each other when there's this effort made, and sometimes then it just feels like we're workhorses, just doing all this work. Well, that that is what we're trying to avoid.
1: I mean, yeah. and and I gotta say. I'm going to be a little bit critical of my, my withdrawing friends out there because that doesn't work. Does it? I should be nice to withdraw. (laughs) I'm not going to be critical. Don't become a person. No man. But, but I think it doesn't, it doesn't work in some ways because if, if we're trying to avoid failure, right. And then we've already got the prize. Well, then we start playing defense in some ways. And we're just like, okay, I'm not going to mess this up. I'm not going to mess this up. I'm not going to take a risk. I'm not going to push more. I'm not going to fight more for the relationship even. Yeah. And so it, it ends up being a thing where it's like, okay, if I just stay in my proverbial t-shirt and gym shorts and flip-flops on the couch, I can't really screw that up, so to speak. Yeah. The problem is naturally that's going to screw it up because your fear is you're not worth it. Yeah. My pursuing partner's fear is I'm not desirable, wanted, worth it in these places. And I'm, my fear as the withdrawer is that I'm not, I'm going to fail somehow. Yeah. I'm going to screw this up. So after we have the prize, there's a real tendency to say, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to make a bunch of effort. I'm not going to try really hard because that makes me look maybe like a sucker or like I've already won. Why would I keep working? Yeah. Or it makes me look like, and opens me up to failure. It opens me up to, oh
0: my gosh, now I'm going to have to do this forever. I mean, I've got to kind of put on a show forever or something? I want to talk about the dilemma here because we talked in the last episode when we spoke about pursuers that I was holding back my energy or my anxiety and it was more inward focus. Then we got married and it starts to be outward focus. But if we talk now for just a second about the shift of the withdrawer world, early on I was not as chaotic, not as critical, not as demanding, more flexible, I was making an effort to flirt, to smell nice, to do the things, to look good, to go along, to go to the country concerts, too. We get married and then... I have a little bit of security, and I shift a little. He starts to see and accept me in that space. So it, I want to say, comes out more, which we want it to be able to. But then we go to that guy sitting on the couch, and that is a kind of gender stereotype for this particular example that I'm giving. But there he is, the withdrawer, going, man, she used to really like me. Now she's just mean. Why do I want to make an effort? Well, so it's both, and there yeah. is a little bit of both pursuer and withdrawer tendencies tend to start negatively affecting right. how this cycle plays out.
1: Well, and it's worth saying, you can't have a cycle without two both parts. Both sides, yeah. 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 So I'm like, what you're yeah. saying is exactly right, and it's not, It's not. it makes sense that it brings that up. Yeah. Like you're saying, well heck, what about the pursuer side and the withdrawer side? And it's like it's not fair for anybody. I mean, that's the thing that we're saying is this is we have good reasons why we don't date the way we used to. We have good reasons. And, and again, the withdrawer side, he's sitting there on the couch saying, just don't screw this up. If I go plan a date and even there's even a little bit of criticism of the date, well, then I can – have my failure kind of activated. And then I'm like, well, I'm not planning dates then. I'll just sit on the couch and we'll just ride this thing out till when? I I don't think know. it's
0: easy for us for just a minute to yeah. criticize the guy who's just sitting on the couch. Let's shift it for just a second yeah. to say the person who has now become almost like a workaholic yeah. to avoid possibly a negative interaction or a negative date. Because then you go, look how hard I'm working yeah. or I'm buried in my work or maybe there's more of like an uh, avoidant or some sort of other... I mean, in my mind, not just laziness is what I'm saying. And I'm not
1: saying it's lazy even. I don't think it is. I think they're doing a lot of work over there trying not to mess this up. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that is an effort. They have, des- I mean, that withdrawer on the couch has desires and hopes and dreams too.
0: But I wanted in my mind to think the pursuer criticism of that would be, why are you just sitting on the couch? Yeah. But in my mind, then I thought, well, a, an equal one would be, why are you always buried in your work? Or, yeah. you know, why well, are you, it could it could land, anything could be all that. Of the- I've heard all
1: of those things, yeah. right? Like, I, there's no doubt that I've heard, he's just lazy. He do not want to do anything. He do not want to get out yeah. of the house. I've heard all he cares about is work. I've heard all he cares about is ministry. I've heard all he cares yeah. about is whatever the other thing is. When, in, in fact, the only thing that really a withdrawer is trying to do is stay out of the failure.
0: Yeah.
1: And so if asking you, and again, really focused on a date, if asking you on a date is going to possibly open me up to getting it wrong because I don't know even what we like to do, then how am I going to come forward and do that when I could stay at work and I can make some money and you can go out with your friends and I can pay for it? I mean, that that... Actually it was like in my head <laughs> no. goes, Oh well she could have a good time and But I'll... wait, you're the one I want
0: to date. But I wanna say not only It's hard to believe that we not when you're even a asking me on a date. I wanna consider even saying yes to going on the date when I've got this fantasy played out of exactly how I want it to go. That can't go well. You're right? set up to <laughs> not get it right, yeah. right? You're set yeah. up to misstep somewhere in my perfectly planned out idea of our amazingly bonded evening and so that is really where we have to start considering as pursuers and as withdrawers what the conversation can and needs to look like so that we have some more success in these places
1: yeah. and, and and i got to tell you it's it's really hard <laughs> it, is, it it's really hard, is it's hard it's hard
0: to and, and we've got
1: lots of podcasts about pursue withdrawal. We've got lot. And so, but if you find yourself in a better place, and I think that's what we're talking about yeah. in this series, how do we start to go ahead and start to date? How do we start to, okay, we're going to try to move from, from the couch and criticism. Yeah. I don't know if that works, but I'm like to a place where like, Hey, I'm going to try to come off of that couch. I'm going to go invite my wife on a date. I'm going to, I'm going to make a plan and I'm going to know
0: that this plan probably isn't going to be perfect, but I, but she's worth the risk. And I, the pursuer, am going to appreciate that he made the effort and not try to over-criticize him or tell him everything he got wrong or tell him what I would have done had I planned it or tell right. him all those things. It, it is going to take intentional effort on both parts for us to align in this space. I think about the fact that we're, we're obviously, this series is about dating in your marriage but even we're going to talk about this we're going to do a whole series on the sexual relationship and i think about how this plays out also with sex the pursue and withdraw tendencies that happen are very similar as this dating you can change the content all you want these patterns that show up are around golly, the good
1: and the bad. Absolutely, yeah. they're pretty yeah.
0: predictable. And so this cues up our connect point for this episode, which is what Chad is just talking about. The conversation we want the pursuer and the withdrawer to have that we want you to have really is around giving that withdrawer some space to actually plan something. Chad kind of talked about this three to one in a month, or I even said, if you are able to just maybe switch one month, one do it, one month, another one do it. You know what? You got to kind of figure out what your strategy is in your own relationship that works for you. But what we do want you to do is have a conversation where the withdrawer is committed to planning a date and the pursuer accepts the withdrawer's plan.
1: As a withdrawer, we kind of have to commit to say, I'm going to, in spite of my fear, Right. And maybe that would be a good place to start, actually, if you're going to present a plan in spite of my fear. I'm going to I want to step out and I want to make a plan for us or in, in spite of my concerns. If you have a problem saying yeah. hey, it's a fear, I want to step out and I want to make a plan for us. And when I'm doing that, withdraw, the plan I'm going to make has my pursuer in mind. What is something they like to do that I like to do that I think we could do together? We can't just say, hey, I'm going to make a plan and go fishing with you. Right? Or whatever the thing is. We don't like to fish. I don't like to fish. But I'm like, (laughs) but we want to go, okay, I'm going to try to make a plan. And I'm going to actually put some effort into this. And I need you to accept it. I need you to try it with me. Take take the time to kind of like be interested in what it is that I'm I'm putting
0: forward. If we think about assuming positive intent, then I, as the pursuer, have to know my withdrawer isn't trying to plan a date that's going to get us in a fight. Right. My withdrawer isn't trying to plan a date that's going to make me accuse him of not caring about me. My withdrawer isn't yeah. trying to set up a distressful night. He really is trying to also have the same goal I do, that we can have a great connection, that we can laugh, that we can enjoy each other. Sometimes I think we start to attack each other's character in these most distressing places, and we really miss remembering he's on my team, and he's asking me on a date because he wants me. He's pursuing me, and I have to be willing to, for that time, settle down my concerns and Try to appreciate the effort that he's making to meet me in that space.
1: So I want to summarize our connect point real fast. Basically, we're saying, Pursuer, we're going to try to slow down the energy just a little bit and accept the date, uh, even though it might, and you might need to express, hey, I I have a tendency to do this thing. It's okay to express that. And and Withdrawers, we're asking you to put some thought into this. Actually take the risk, take the time in spite of the fear to engage with your partner, and and make a plan that has them in mind and has the two of you in mind. Make a plan to go on a date together that really you think the two of you could enjoy.
0: So we want you to have that conversation. And remember, the best thing that you can do if you really appreciate this is share it with someone that you think might benefit from it or give us a like or five stars on iTunes or Spotify. We really appreciate you listening, and we'll catch up with you in the next episode. Thanks.